Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story, they are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Welcome to Kingdom Stories from Down Under. It's a privilege for me tonight to have here as a special guest, Julie King. I've known Julie for over 10 years. She's a worshiper, she's a prayer warrior, she's a mother, a beautiful wife to Norm, and uh, just somebody who immensely loves Jesus. And tonight, uh, it is a true honor to have and a privilege to have her share her story with us. Julie, welcome on the show. Thank you so much. Always smiling. <laughs> Why do, not? Do you, never, do you ever not smile? <laughs> Ask my family. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. You're always delightful and just ready to engage with anybody and just, just bring... I think you've got deep insight into people when you look at them. Uh, you see beyond, and that's why you can smile. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, so, uh, let's say you, you're at a dinner table, and mm. uh, you know everyone shares their stories, and eventually they get to you. <laughs> and they say, so Julie, what do you do? What do you what tell I them? What do you do? Yeah. Well... As you said, I'm a mother and a wife and a grandmother. I don't think you mentioned that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I have to be careful with that one. Three beautiful grandsons. Um, but most of my time is spent in worship and prayer. Um, I have lots of beautiful friends who are also into prayer and worship. And uh, we spend quite a bit of time together. And uh, we're just in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. And uh, really wanting to know His heart for what we are to pray. Yeah. If anything, sometimes it's just a matter of being in the presence, um, bringing the things that we have um, on our hearts and worshiping God and watching Him work. Beautiful. <laughs> When did you start worshiping? How how young were you? When you, when's uh, the first time you remember actually singing? Oh, I was probably about two years old. Um, I can remember a number of different times around about that age in church. Yeah. Um, and around the kitchen table. Yeah. Um, with my family because my mum and dad both sang. Oh. My dad was choir master and oh. they were all into musical um, comedy and things like that. And part of the Methodist Music Society and my dad always had choirs so we were brought up with that singing and making harmony and music unto the Lord. Yeah. Um, learning to hold our own in with a melody and yes. with a harmony. Um, there were four of us until my little sister came along later but... Um, yeah, so we had four-part harmony, practically. Yeah? And what part did you play? What um, did you sing? Well, mm, I, I shared with my mum the alto part from quite a young age. 
but nice. otherwise I would have sung the melody when I was younger. Soprano. Well, yeah, go between the two. <laughs> yeah, nice. Was it easy? Did it make sense to you? Like you could... Music's always made sense to yeah. me. Yeah. It's... And then you learn obviously the notes and everything, the chords as well? Or you just um, still by really, the... Not really, no. Um, I was never... I, I learned at a young age. My dad played a little bit of piano, but it was actually his mother that was musical. It was her piano that yeah. we learned on. So I knew the notes on the piano and I could do a little bit of picking out a tune. But that's yeah. about all my dad could do until he was older as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I was about, I think I was about maybe eight. Um, and I asked if I could play the guitar, to learn to play the guitar. And mm -hmm. um, playing the piano wasn't for me. And it was also very expensive to get lessons. So yeah. my parents took me as far as they could. but. So they bought me a little guitar and I went into town and took a few lessons there. Um, so was it a, a big size or just a, this was a smaller uh, size? It was a semi, it was a normal size I think, but I don't remember it being particularly big for me to carry. So Were you able to hold the chords to press down the, yes, the strings? Yes, but it, very difficult to begin with. Yeah, because I was going to say... I it's, used to it's... get very sore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I only took a maybe a term with that. And then my brother had picked up a bit of guitar as well. So he, yeah. he and I did a bit of playing, <laughs> yeah. such as it was. Yeah. And for a long time after that, I let it go. I didn't do anything but the singing. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until... I think we were in Sydney, so I was away from home mm -hmm. and pretty lonely. <laughs> and so I picked up my guitar again and started playing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I probably wasn't doing a whole lot of worship songs at that time. Yeah. It was only after I got resaved. Resaved. <laughs> So you grew up in a Christian family here in Perth. You I were did. born in Perth? Yes, I was. And your parents, uh, where are they from? Uh, well, they were both from Australia as well. Okay. Um, my dad was actually born into the house that I grew up in. Nice. Um, his parents, I don't know, I think his father was of Scottish origin anyway. His mother was from Cornwall. Um, my mum uh, grew up on the farm. Um, down south until yeah things changed and they had to come to the city my my grandparents had TB and my grandmother oh. actually died when my mum was quite young yeah. so um, because he wasn't particularly well he couldn't work on the farm anymore so he brought yeah. his family to the city and he actually remarried and they had another three children and my mum always thought of her as as mum yeah. And we thought of her as Nan because she yeah. was the only grandmother that we had, actually. So. Yeah. Um, what was yeah. the question? No, no, no. So you grew up in Perth? <laughs> yes, that's right. What I school did. did you go to? I went to North Perth North Primary Perth School. Primary, yeah. Yeah, where my nice. father and his brothers had been. Um, oh. And yeah. And so you lived in North Perth as well? That's right, yeah. yeah. 
and then I went to Mount Lawley High School. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little a year at um, what was called then WAIT, WA Institute of Technology. Yeah. Um, and decided that um, it wasn't for me. I wasn't going to spend my life studying because I wanted to do anthropology and um, in the end um, I decided no I enjoyed coffee breaks and things like that so um, I started started work Um, I think I've started working in a doctor's surgery at some stage just on the phones and things like that Mm -hmm. nice nice yeah. So you grew up in a Christian family, as you said, your dad was a strong Methodist and mm-hmm. uh, very musical. Mm-hmm. And uh, you love you love being in church and with all that buzz around you. Yeah, I did. It was just like family to me. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't know anything different. I, um, my, my parents were already involved in the church very much yeah. before I was born. Yeah. So I was taken to church. I was in the womb, yes. <laughs> I was taken to church afterwards as well. And um, my parents also went out to Scarborough Methodist um, and started the Sunday school out there even before even before they were married. Yeah. Um, so we used to trek out to uh, Scarborough from North Walk. Perth. No, in the car. In the car. <laughs> mm. Scarborough um, Beach Road all the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, it was a long trek because we used to do it quite a few times in the week. But yeah. I, I, it was just life to me. Yeah. Um, and I think I was five years old just before I went to school. Mm. I went to a Christian camp during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of that camp, they said, who would like to have Jesus as their friend? And I'd made a couple of little girlfriends on that week that we were yeah. there. And I thought, well, Jesus is already my friend. I don't see the point of putting up my hand. But they weren't putting up their hands either. So I, I kind of went, well, why wouldn't you want Jesus as your friend? So yeah. I put up my hand. Nice. <laughs> you broke the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Not that they did. There was only a few of us that did. Um, but And my mum thought that was a big deal when she heard about it. She was over the moon. But, yeah. of course, I didn't really understand that at everything. all yeah um although you did desire the lord obviously but in oh, in, in a five-year-old's heart and yeah. mind yeah i love the lord i knew that he loved the little children yeah and we used to sing about it all the time in kindergarten i was the star i think yeah <laughs> of the kindergarten <laughs> and then yes, when did you have your second uh, <laughs> second coming <laughs> well the second one was um when i was Turning 40 years old. Or oh, 40. Okay, okay. So let's wind back. There's a little bit of time in between. What did you do in your teenage years? Uh, yeah. My teenage years uh, were... I was getting further and further away from the Lord. Okay. Um, he was making less and less sense to me. And I had started... Once I went to school, I recognized, started to recognize that I was not the good little girl that I thought I'd always been Mm. and that there were forces out there that could cause you, even when you were trying to be good, could force you to be what people thought was not good Mm. and you would suffer the consequences for that. Yeah. And 
and of course I knew the Bible mm. and I knew that there was an angry God out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and although I knew that Jesus loved me, yeah. I got to feel that I wasn't a child anymore. I was yeah. responsible for my own actions, so maybe Jesus wasn't interested in me anymore. And this God, this Father God was a bit of an angry God. Mm. Um, and I hadn't experienced that yeah. except in what I, as I was saying before, that when I was being told off for anything, yeah. I had the sense that I wasn't being loved. And, mm. and nobody really explained to me afterwards that they did love me, but they loved me so that they had to tell me off, if you yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and that the angry God that's angry, he's angry at sin because he loves us so much. And yeah. He will always love us. Uh, and he will do whatever it takes mm. to bring his children home. Um, so I went basically slowly, slowly, I guess. Um, I actually started working on a Sunday. I had been doing some work during the Christmas holidays in a children's home. Yeah. And they wanted some weekend people. Yeah. But they wanted Sunday. So I got permission Mm-hmm. Because I was in the choir anyway, the choir was usually at night. Yeah. So um, I used to go on a Sunday night with my dad. Okay. Um, so that was the kind of excuse. Yeah. But when I was 18, I left home um, and went north. And from then on, I didn't go For home. For work or? Yes, I did. I get got work mm-hmm. um, up in Port Hedland. <laughs> Is that where you met Norm? No, <laughs> you gotta wait a while. Yeah, so it was it more of an escape for you? Yeah. Trying to find yourself. Yeah, very much an escape. Um, so Port Hedland, a mining town. What yeah, were you working? Worked there? in a hotel. Okay. Um, Hospitality. In, yeah. Yeah, and and none of these things that I did in between time were all that long. They didn't have, but they seemed long. Yeah. And they seemed like. Like, like the life I'd lived with my family was uh, a lifetime away. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was exciting at first, but I think gradually I started to realize that I was getting more and more lost and I just didn't think that God cared. Mm. Um, um, and at one of those places that I actually went was to London. Ah. And that's that's a lot further north in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's over the hump. <laughs> as far as I could go, no. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I had a um, my my girlfriend from school days. Um, she's yeah, she's got family in Yugoslavia. What was then Yugoslavia, yes. and she was going to spend some time there so you and went learn to the language. Mm. Belgrade. And no, Kortula. Kortula. Mm, I have no idea where that is. Beautiful Is it in Serbia today or it, no? It's Croatia. in Croatia. Okay. Yeah, on the it's a little on island on the coast. Oh, beautiful, Adrian. Yeah. Nice. Um, so she had spent some time there, and when she came back, she said, "I, I want to go back because she'd met a bloke." Oh. <laughs> and uh, so I said, "Okay, well, I'll go with you, but I want to go to England." So we 
we went and spent three months in Coachella and then three months in London. Nice. And that's of course at that time it was quite affordable to be in, in Yugoslavia. Yes, well, we lived with her great aunt. Okay. And nice. uh, yes, it was very um, inexpensive. Yeah. <laughs> and a really good fun. Yeah, it would have been. It was it summer? Uh, yes, it was. Nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Still a very rich culture back then, uh, before before all this Western sort of influence. Yeah. Um, we did go back at one stage. Um, from, but it's a long way ahead of along in the story. Yeah, went back with our friends and uh, enjoyed some more of the culture, but um, things had changed quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. they would. They're actually living there now. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, they're moving backwards and forwards actually. But oh, yeah. there you go. And then you came back to Perth. Um, yes, after I'd met Norm the first time, I came back for my. So you met Norm in London. Yep. We actually um, lived together. Oh. <laughs> Sounds bad, but yeah. um, there was a whole lot of people in the same flat. Um, yeah. Some from South Africa, some from uh, the UK, and some from New Zealand and Australia. Um, and there was a lot of turnover. Yeah. Um, and that was common in England in those yeah. days. When because you were working holiday. Yeah. yeah. Accommodation was very expensive. So, you know, you just shared. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, five, six in the room. Uh, no, it wasn't quite like that. <laughs> there was actually um, three or four of us. The girls had one area and the boys had the other area at the back. Yeah. And there was, again, there was about three or four of them in there. So, yeah, it was it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was only, I think I only knew Norm for a month or two, maybe, um, yeah. when we were there. And we were friends, but no no interest really yeah <laughs> and uh, so he was coming to england to he was working work. uh yeah he was working he had finished his uni and um decided he has a cousin that was working there nice who actually got him a job which was good yeah um, so you he came back to back stay. to perth i came back to perth for my brother's wedding and for my 21st birthday um, and, but then after a while, it just didn't seem to be anything to do here. Yeah. And well, now you've, you've, you've seen the world. Well, <laughs> Perth a was so <laughs> Perth was so not out there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did spend a bit of time in Geraldton and whatever, but, um, uh, then I met a, a, another friend who was going to go back to England too. Her family had come out from England and were living here for a while and then they decided they wanted to go back to England but she'd been left behind. So you went with her? Uh, and we travelled a little bit through Asia as often as the case. Backpackers. <laughs> and if I look back now, I think, oh my goodness, that God I thought didn't care was taking care of us all the way along. There are Quite so risky. many stories. Quite risky. Yeah. It was very This risky. is in the 70s or mm, late yeah. 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Early, early, early 80s. Mid, mid oh, 70s. Okay. Uh, so when I got back to England, um, Norm had taken over the, the management of the flat. Uh-huh. And although I didn't go straight back there, um, I did end up moving back in. And it wasn't all that long before we 
started looking at each other a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He was he was different. He was a gentleman. Hmm. And uh, I had met a lot of friends, but no one that really treated me like he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were only friends for a long yeah. time, but there was just a, a care that mm. he gave that I hadn't really experienced before. Beautiful. Yeah. And so in within, I suppose it was 12 months or so, um, his job was up again because of the South African problems, the apartheid yeah. era we were in. And um, so the company that he was working for once again had to put his job out to the common market mm. to see if anyone else needed that particular job and for the first time someone else had been given this with the job so he was going back to South Africa mm. and I didn't want to go to South Africa no he didn't really want to go to South Africa I don't think but um, he didn't think he had any other opportunities um, so you invited him to Perth but yeah by that time we were kind of talking about Marriage. Marriage. Mm-hmm. And I I sensed that um, he would make a really good husband and father. Nice. And I didn't want him to go back to South Africa because <laughs> I wouldn't be there. Yeah. So um, we set about, and this is, I, I believe it was the Lord. There was a system in Australia at that time called the Marriage Act no, the Engaged Persons Act. Yep. And an Australian could bring someone else from overseas. As a fiancé. As a fiancé. And if they were married within six months, the they could stay. could stay. Okay. So we did that. Yeah. We came back. We went to South Africa first, and I oh. met his family. Nice. And uh, then we came to mine, and he was sight unseen to my parents and... Apart from my friend being able to had tell. Had he popped the question yet or not yet? Yes. He had in yes. England. In, um, actually in South Africa. In South Africa. Nice. That's another story. <laughs> we won't go there. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a beautiful story. But it's too personal. It's okay. We can get personal, but not that personal. Uh-huh. Okay. So you came back to Perth? We did. And for five months... He endeavoured to find a job. He would said he would do anything, and he interviewed even to wash dishes. But yeah. nobody. He couldn't get a job. He was too qualified. <laughs> I went on the doll. So when where where did he stay? He stayed with you. He and stayed your with my family. Yeah. 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 Um, and so a month before we were to be married, he got a job with Shell mm-hmm. Oil. Nice. And it was um, in his field. Uh, well, at that time we didn't quite know what was going to be in his field. Yeah. But it turned out it was. Perfect. Um, so they sent him away to Melbourne for training. Yeah. He came back the day before our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so stayed two days, 
and then had to go back to finish his training in oh, Melbourne. Like an army. Um, and then when he did that, we we started um, happily married. We started moving around WA with the Shell Company as they sent us to different well, places. Yeah. And eventually, um, after a few years, they sent us to Sydney. Mm-hmm. By that time, we had two children. Yeah. Um, and then we came back to Perth, and then we went to um, Brisbane. Then we went to Fiji. Yes. Then we went to Hong Kong. Then nice. we went to Guam. And then we went back to the UK. Wow, what a um, journey. With Shell Oil. And... Um, How was Fiji? Oh, it was brilliant. How long were you there? Three and a half years. Would have been nice, wouldn't it? It was lovely. Now, Fiji is a very Christian nation. Were you, you and Norm, doing anything Christianese at that time? Or <laughs> nothing? Zero? Um, no, we weren't doing anything except um, a friend of mine took our kids to the Methodist church. Mm-hmm. in Suva to Sunday school a bit and you wanted that you were oh, happy with that I was that? happy with that okay I'm very happy with that yeah as long as I didn't have to do it <laughs> <laughs> but you knew that they it would help them oh I really helped you. I really loved the idea yes yeah. yes I did and Norm was also brought up in the church oh was he yeah, uh, yeah. born again kind uh, of church or more no, more no. traditional traditional yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and but it was in Hong Kong. I mean, in what did I say? Fiji. Fiji. <laughs> Fiji. That I started to, uh, I started to feel unhappy. I started to feel like there was a lot missing. Mm. Um, I'd always thought that I needed to be rich, famous, powerful, something. Yeah. In order to, you know make my life worthwhile Mm -hmm. but I found coming I mean we were in paradise not that it really was but paradise yeah and we had lots of money because the well more than we'd ever had before yeah because the shell company was very generous the children were going to beautiful schools and we didn't have to pay for anything yeah um but I was less and less happy Mm. um and actually, our marriage wasn't as happy as it had been either. Hmm. Um, and Norm was always busy, of course. He was always always trying the yeah. new job, the new yeah. people, all that sort of thing, which is absolutely what he had to do. Uh, but, yeah, the, I spent a lot of time playing golf, mahjong, all those sorts of things that these wives do. Yeah. And I had some lovely friends. We yeah. had some beautiful times, but it wasn't enough for me. Yeah. I actually started reading my Bible again. Okay. Um, and if you want the story, the towards the end of our stay there, we used to go to this little island called Nangani, which is most beautiful, mm-hmm. um, for holidays. Mm-hmm. And we were going back to Nangani for our last hurrah with a few of our friends plus a few others. On a boat? On a boat. Um, and there was a little Fiji ferry that had been, um, that was sent out from the um, island to get us. But we also had, a, a, the boss of Shell had a new boat that he wanted to take out, so a new speedy boat. Nice. 
And one of the other friends had this little Fiji long boat, you know, the like a canoe with yeah. outriggers sort of thing, yeah. and an engine. Okay. And uh, so he wanted to take that too. And the kids decided they wanted to go in that little boat, not with, in the it's ferry. It's more fun. And Norm had, went in the boss's boat because none of the... The boss had never been there before and he was, you know... Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had the rest of the crew, the rest of the kids and the wives and all that sort of thing in the, in the ferry. And um, they went off in their yeah. fast boats. Yeah. And we started putting out. Yeah. And we had been delayed on the on the ramp. And and out of nowhere really, um, storm. a storm came up. The sky just went black. Yeah. And the wind and the waves and all that sort of thing. So we we really don't know where we are or where we're going. We, we, there's a, a driver on our boat and a lookout. So he's kind yeah. of peering into the darkness trying to find things. Um, and so after a while, we'd been going for quite a while and we were, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle on the boat and one of the, one of the guys panicked and the kids started crying and all sorts of things. And yeah. so we settled down after a little while and I was gazing at the water and, and seeing the sparkles in the, in the sea. You know, sometimes yeah. you can see that yeah. stuff when it's really dark. And I just was thinking about my life and kind of talking to God, although I don't really know how to talk to God at that yeah. time. And saying, oh, I've had a good life, you know, if we don't. Because, you know, there's reefs all around that place and you're often hearing about sharks sharks and people going on the reefs, reefs and things like that. So I'm um, saying, so, okay, the, my kids, my husband, they're all on the island and it doesn't really matter if I go. Yeah. So anyway, we get there eventually. There's a big a boat that comes out with a big light, a bit like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they lead us into the bay. So we're getting out of on the water, out of the water, and going up to the bore to check in. And the guys there, there's no boats. Um, nobody comes to meet us. We ask the the owner, uh, where are the other boats? What other boats? Oh, there's two out there somewhere yeah. in the storm. Can you send that boat out again? My with husband the big light? and my kids. Yes. Um, so some of them, the mothers that had children, went off to the boys and tried to calm them down and all that sort of thing. Um, my husband's niece from South Africa was with us. Mm-hmm. We went. He said no. He couldn't do that. He they had to wait. It was too dangerous. Um, so Tracy and I went down to what I believe was the point. Yeah. where we had come around yeah. um, thinking we could see something maybe yeah. if there was anything to see, but the wind was and the, the darkness was just too intense. Um, I sat on the sand there, was not aware. Um, I think Tracy put a jacket around me at some stage because it was raining. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't understand it, but I went to a place somewhere deep inside me yeah that was dark mm. well it wasn't dark it was gray 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was empty, but I knew God was there somehow. And it wasn't, uh, I, I didn't feel that that was a good thing because I'm still thinking this God, you know, doesn't, he knows all the things I've done wrong. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I can't, I can't make a bargain, uh-huh. you know, if you bring my kids back to me, I'm, I'm going to be the good girl now or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But I said to him, I said, if you, if I'm never going to see my family again, then you're going to have to be everything that I was ever taught as a child mm. that you are, that you're, you're the one who is everything to me. Yeah. Um, I don't think of you that way, but that's what you're going to have to be for me. Yeah. If I'm going to want to live. Yeah. And up until that point, I had been scared of dying because my life hadn't been worth anything yet. Yeah. And, uh, but I felt like my work, my life would be pointless living if they weren't in it. Yeah. Anyway, at some point in time, it seemed like a lifetime again. Um, I was aware of some movement, and then Tracy obviously was calling out. But by the time I came to, she was already halfway off yeah. <laughs> um, off the beach. And I said, what? And she said, they sang there's a boat. I said, only one boat? Yeah. As I was starting to get up. And she said, that's what they said. So she's yelling, I'm yelling. Yeah. And then I started running. And as I was going, I said to the Lord, Please let them all be on the same boat. And they were. It was a prayer. It was a real prayer. It was, yeah. And uh, the boat that the children had been on went down. To cut a short, long story short. (laughs) It did. It did go down. Um, And they were... Rescued. Yes. Um, That's Norm's part of the story because that was... For him, that was the scary thing. Um, so they rescued the other. They did, but that was difficult because they were a big boat. Yeah. And the others were the in ferry. the water. Oh, in the water already. Mm. How old were your kids? Uh, they were hmm, seven and nine. Wow. I actually know they would have been a bit older than that. Mm. Might have been. Might have been nine. And 11. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Erin has always been terrified of sharks. Yeah. And so dark water was a thing for her. She screamed as they hit the water. And Norm, it just pierced Norm's heart. The boys, on the other hand, were singing, Turn on the sun, turn on the sun, <laughs> light of the world, shine everyone. Um, they thought it was a bit of a joke. Anyway, um, Norm was directing the big boat. Yeah. And um, they'd get close up enough to Drop. put out a rope. The um, rope. And then they'd get too close. And the guy that was driving the canoe yeah. boat, he said they thought, he thought they were going to die in the propellers because oh. they were being swept yeah. in. But eventually they'd go around and around again and eventually they got them all on. 
And then they started going. They had no idea where they are now. Yeah. Um, they start going. And in about half an hour, the clouds parted. And there was a full moon. Wow. And they could see that they were heading in opposite to direction yeah. to what they were supposed to be going. So they turned around they had enough and fuel. came back. Mm. But the, the moon didn't stay out the whole time. Um, it was just long enough for them to see that they were going the wrong way. And when they came off the boat, each of them in turn, I took into my arms and I said, God has brought you back to me. And that was um, Maundy Thursday, 1993. Wow. And um, we spent oh, the next day in shell shock on the island. What could have been? Yeah. And on the Saturday, we decided to um, go back. And <laughs> we went down to the harbour. And it was a little bit choppy in the bay. Mm-hmm. And we had to go in a little Fiji longboat back. And so we're all a bit trepidatious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's day, at least it's day now. It's not night. It's day, yes. But it's still grey. Yeah. It's clouds still over the island. Mm. And we went out of this choppy bay. And as we hit open water, it was like grey marble. Oh, beautiful. And we went all the way back. I, I looked back and over another island over here, Storm. there was a beautiful rainbow. Oh. And I watched that rainbow all the way back. And I knew that God was talking to me. Yeah. And on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, we were all in church, in the Methodist church. <laughs> <laughs> you had every reason to be there. And a few weeks later, we were on a plane to Hong Kong. And I said to the Lord, how come you're taking us from this Christian place where I can learn about you? Yeah. You're taking us to that pagan place called Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. But he had everything set up. Everything set up. It was just beautiful the way he did things. Um, and I was baptized on Repulse Bay Beach. Nice. Not straight away, but yeah. went to um, Ambassador Fellowship, which I thought was the perfect name for the first church that I was. <laughs> yeah. And I was born again in that church. Um, the, uh, the we had a, a visiting Salvation Army preacher come at some stage, mm-hmm. and he talked about the crossroads of life, being at the crossroads of life. And every morning that I had gone to that church from from the time we reached Hong Kong, I had cried my eyes out. We had a beautiful lady who would play the piano and sing all the old songs. And I'd just be weeping. And when he spoke about being at the crossroads of life, I went, right, this is it, this is it. And I spoke to them afterwards and I said, I want to be baptized. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that and I need that. And uh, was it just so, you or Norm as well? Not Norm as well, no, no, his story comes later. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to ask him about that one. Okay. <laughs> Do you think I can get him on the show? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you have to tell me how I can persuade him. And uh, so, 
eventually you got back to Australia. Yes, well, we went, yes. And then you experienced a renewal, a deeper connection with God. I think, no, it started it was, in Hong Kong. It started there. Absolutely. Like, I, again, there was really nothing for me to do there. I, I didn't want to play all the games and all that sort of stuff. The children were um, in school. They were picked up by bus. Norm yeah. went in a little tack-tack thing yeah. to work. Um, I had a maid during the day. Yeah. And I had this most beautiful big bedroom with windows overlooking Repulse Bay Beach. Nice. And the islands in the sea. And I just spent the whole day... Staring. <laughs> with the Lord. Yeah. Reading my Bible. Worshipping. Watching wasps flying in the window and saying, Oh, look, there's the window. There's the way out. Yeah. And thinking that used to be me. Mm. And now I have the freedom that I so what desperately wanted. On? Uh, we were only on first floor, I think. We weren't on in the high-rise buildings. No. It was an older apartment. It was beautiful, mm. actually. Nice. Mm. But it was up on halfway up the hill from Repulse Bay, so we could see everything. Beautiful. Yeah, it was lovely. But we couldn't stay there forever. No. <laughs> And uh, then obviously I, uh, my sort of my story with you was more at Churchlands. Yeah. Uh, by then you had walked with the Lord for a number of years now. Had. And uh, you were a lot into worship and prayer and leading various initiatives in the church and also in the wider community. Yes. Um, I was learning all the way along. Mm. All the different places we went, all the different churches that I attended and the groups that I, Bible studies I went to, all of those things, um, the Lord had planned yeah. to for me to learn new things. Um, and I was still pretty green, you know, when yeah. I came back to Australia. But my mum had been born again years ago, years before in the renewal, charismatic renewal. Okay. And had come to Churchlands. So I knew about Churchlands every time we came back for Christmas holidays yeah, or whatever. Yeah. We used to go there. Mm-hmm. And by this time, the kids had come back to go to university as well. Yeah. So they were at Churchlands. And so we came, decided, Norm decided actually that he wanted to be there as a family. Beautiful. Um, Even though he wasn't really... He wasn't, no, in, he was... 100% in it. No. He, we, we would call him a Christian, but of he course. was, yeah. Um, he was much happier in the kitchen, yes. as you know, yeah. than... Oh, he ran a beautiful in ministry in yeah. there. Yeah. Loved his cooking. Has a lovely heart. And, uh, yeah, when I was there, it was just beautiful. I would always go there Wednesdays when yeah. he cooked and spent time and eat with him in the benches there. Yes. With him and Juan and the late uh, Marcus. Yes. Uh, and Hannes was very instrumental with Yeah, Norm. setting he, all that up. Yeah. And discipling. No, Norm. he yes, very much discipling. He Norm. was such a loving guy. I mean he still is. He's just not yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, he is very much in Norm's space or <laughs> yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so he actually brought him to the Lord. Okay. Yeah. Part of his story. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, so... Um, and at the moment, you're journeying, obviously, with House of Prayer as well. With, yes, with, with, yeah, with Candice Lahr. Yeah. Um, but I started with 
um, Robin Walker yeah. and her group because my mum had been a part of that. Beautiful. And, and her best friend, Margaret Meekins, of course, yeah. um, and all the others of them. And I became like the next generation in that group. And although originally... Well, you and Mark are still very, very, very tight. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. inseparable. She's lovely. And um, doesn't normally get jealous? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So I was just taught, again, beautiful mothers and sisters I had in those groups. And we learnt uh, in 2001... Um, so we came back to Perth in 2000, the end okay. of 2000. And then I started going with uh, mum to some of the group meetings, mm-hmm. particularly to pray for Israel at that time. And um, at the towards the end, maybe October or so uh, of 2001, Robin Walker felt to start again uh, yep, groups that she'd had and yep. they were to be for prayer. The Lord taught us... Oh, amazing things i mean we had no idea of what intercession was yeah we just thought we did praying yeah <laughs> and we did yeah um, but he showed us it's a good start so many things that um have just opened my eyes to the way he works and the way the power that comes through waiting on him and um yeah. worshiping him and yeah we really don't have to worry and we really don't have to strive but of course, that's a long journey of coming from a place where you think that God doesn't love you yeah. to a place where you just understand that, whoa, the lavishness of his love yeah. for all of us. How much And he even lead uh, worship at, uh, at church turns at times. I saw that on video. Now I do. Yeah, I'm part of the team. I don't lead. Oh, I'm just, part of the team. Yeah. No, that's yeah. beautiful. A Southern Cross Center. Now. Southern Cross Center, yeah. Beautiful. what's the legacy you're building at the moment that's the tough question for me Um, I want my life to be the legacy you know the way I live my life to be the legacy I think I looked up the word legacy and inheritance and it had some of it was um one of the ones I liked was like a ripple yeah. in the water, like so throwing a stone into yeah. the water. I feel it carries like, on. So God just threw me in the in the water. Pond. <laughs> in this little pond. Yeah. And and I want those ripples of his love to go out. And I I want that I don't have to say it mm. so much as live it yeah um that people will see the glory of god and know that he loves them yeah um and have a hope i see so many people that don't have any hope for the future that's right even christians at times oh yes yes and i think you're you're trying so hard but just relax for a bit and yeah. let him love you. I think that's the hard part. And and I know how that feels because I didn't let him love me either. Yeah. He was desperate to love It's not me. about what you're doing. It's about what you shouldn't be resisting. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So because music is such a big part of my life, I, I, I love the song, um, Life Song Sing. Mm-hmm. Let my life song sing. Yeah. Um, of his glory, of his love, yeah. of his faithfulness. Yeah. And of the truth that he is, you know, and the justice yeah. that he yeah, is, yeah. and the mercy that he is, all of those things which I have learned late in life. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. And um, ah, I want that for so many. So I love this. Thank you, Julie. I really, really appreciate this. And I think, you know, just as the, the heart of everything that you're saying is that you want the glory of God to be experienced by people so they see the glory of God, the love of the Father, mm. and to let themselves be loved by God. Mm. Just to allow that. I think that is beautiful. Mm. He's Thank done you it so all. much. Yeah. Well, friends, what an amazing testimony. What a beautiful life. What a beautiful legacy. I don't know how much you've allowed. God to love you, but maybe it's time you cuddle with God and just hear his heart and uh, become one in heart with him. Spend intimate time with him. Just uh, let him love you. And then from that identity that you get uh, as being a child of God, fully loved by God, begin to live a brand new life in him. Uh, if you love what you're watching, what you're hearing right here, please do share it uh, with other people. Tell them about Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Give us some good ratings out there in the virtual world. And come again on this channel and watch us again next week or hear us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcast. It's a privilege and a joy for us to bring you these amazing stories. And I hope they bring a lot of blessing to you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.